This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the AC Report. the time for our weekly look at one of the most interesting communities anywhere in the world and uh, it is our time to look at it with one of the most uh, expert authorities in gambling in travel anywhere in the country Michael Traeger luxury travel and casino gaming industry entrepreneur and a frequent contributor writer, podcaster with TravelZork.com, and someone who uh, just made a trip to Atlantic City. Michael, it is great to talk with you again. Thanks for joining me on the radio. It's a pleasure to be here. It's always great to join you, especially after an Atlantic City trip. So how was your trip last weekend? I'm sorry we didn't get to, uh, I'm sorry we didn't get to go at the same time. I am uh, making my return trip to Atlantic City next weekend, but uh, how did you, uh, how did you fare? What, what, were, the, what were the highlights? It was it was a really great trip. I mean, it was a great a great four day trip. The weather was great. Lots of things going, uh, lots of things going on. That included the everything Atlantic City big anniversary party, and lots of gambling, lots of meeting up with friends. So it was a, a really really great trip. Now, um, when, when was the last time you were in Atlantic City before this? Unfortunately, the last time I was in Atlantic City before this was September of last year. All right, so it's been it's been a while, been close to a year. What um, what did you find about how your previous trip to Atlantic City compared to this uh, compared to this one? The gaming experience, the crowds, the uh, the overall you know the overall experience with everything from dining to anything else that you might have experienced. How did year to year? How did you find the trip? I kept you know wondering if it was just me or if things were more crowded than they've ever been in the past and it really things really did seem much more active than they than they have been in the past especially especially because i was there over the weekend but even more so on the casino floor at borgata i don't think i've ever really seen it this busy before and it was sort of cool to see 
And um, do you do anything outside of the casinos when you visit a place like Atlantic City? And uh, if so, what what did you do? What do I do? I mostly I mostly stay in the casinos and meet up with friends and usually come up with a very like broad kind of plan. I had dinner at Vic and Anthony's on Friday night with a really good friend. And I convinced that friend to take me to their president's club lounge, which is a really cool duplex lounge, which sort of basically screams Trump castle at you (laughs) at, uh, at golden nugget. So that was absolutely awesome. Uh, We went to the EAC group meetup on Saturday, which was great. And And was that at Borgata or at golden nugget? No, that actually was at Bally's and that oh, was Bally. sponsored by Bally's and they did a wonderful job in the yard with that. It was a super classy party and they they just put together a great party for that Everything Atlantic City uh, group and I was I was super impressed by it. And also Bally's is pretty impressive, you know, the changes there and I got I actually got a chance to see one of their suites. And the room product is is really phenomenal at Bally's, and I know you've spoken about that a little bit before. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited to go. I still haven't checked out that uh, revolving bar that's there, and uh, some of the other new amenities that they uh, that they have to offer. I'm hoping to check it out on my next trip. So you hit Borgata, you hit Golden Nugget, you hit Bally's. Any other casinos that you hit on your recent trip? I mean, that's uh, Caesar, a lot, you know. You know, and uh, and Caesars actually. I I wandered over to, I wandered over to Caesars for a little while, and that was actually really fun late at night because they did a, they did a slot pull. They did a live uh, group slot pull at the EAC party, and Raja from the Big Jackpot and uh, Jackie Jackpot, who are big on YouTube with these slot pulls, uh, hosted that. And I happened to coincidentally run into them at Caesars High Limit late that night. So that was sort of cool. Cool. Absolutely. Casino so you know stuff. Absolutely. So you hit four out of the nine casinos in Atlantic City. And uh, although you left uh, yesterday, they had the air show in Atlantic City, which is always a big event. You left before the air show. You didn't want to stick around for the air show? I would have loved to stick around for the air show, but I sort of feel that four nights is, is enough time in Atlanta. <laughs> four nights is really enough time. And I've got to tell you a funny story about the air show. I, I had sort of forgotten about it. And they were doing practice on Tuesday. And I was on the 42nd floor of Borgata. And one of those fighter jets like came right over Borgata heading out to the ocean. And I literally jumped out of my, car- of my chair. I was doing some email. It was pretty funny. I was like, what the hell was that? That's cool. That's cool. Hey, so we saw some numbers in terms of the Atlantic City gaming revenue a week or so ago, um, and it is very clear that uh, Borgata, in spite of the fact that it's uh, nearly 20 years old, is still the top of the heap when it comes to the Atlantic City uh, gaming experience. How well is the Borgata doing as compared to the other properties in Atlantic City? It's it's incredible. I mean, July in July, Borgata had basically their best month ever for an Atlantic City casino. And and that also, you know, that that also meant that the brick and mortar part of it was also a very, very strong uh, number. They had a $124 million win in July of 2022, which is basically a monthly record. And while I have some bias towards Borgata because I've always liked the property, I've always felt really good there, 
people seem to really be coming back and really liking the gaming experience and you can sort of see it at the property. So that's, that's really, that's really something that's great to, great to see. I don't know. I think you're a fan of Borgata also. I, you know, I, I am, but uh, I, in recent years, I, I've been frustrated with some of the changes that have they've made at, at the at Borgata. And we'll talk craps in a minute, but the, the fact that you can't bet five times odds at all the craps on all the craps numbers i find so um irksome number 1 i used to really enjoy um having a drink at the b bar and being able to smoke a cigar which they don't allow you to do anymore and i, I really like the um the boardwalk casinos being able to kind of casino hop and hotel hop and um take you know have a good time at the ocean and then walk over to the hard rock and uh walk over to Showbo, walk over to Bally's, walk over, uh, do a leisurely stroll on the boardwalk and smoke a cigar and, and have a drink on the boardwalk. That experience is a little lacking at the Borgata. I love so much about the Borgata. It's got great restaurants. I love the lobby bar at the Borgata. I just, um, it, you know, it's it's certain things that they do that I feel like they, they don't necessarily have the the players' best interests at, uh, I guess, no place does. But you get the sense that they're, they're not necessarily looking to let the player have much of an advantage. I mean, um, but it sounds like your enthusiasm for the Borgata remains undiminished. Yes, but can, you know what? I'm going to agree and disagree a little bit with you on a few things. Okay. And I remember, you know, it was funny. Before the show, I said, I know he's going to bring up the three, four, five times odds at craps because I know that drives you absolutely, absolutely insane. And, and I agree. I, give, I agree completely because historically, Atlantic City was always five times, right. always five times everywhere. And that was one of the first changes. What's so interesting is that's one of the first changes that happened once MGM took over Borgata. And that obviously got everybody very worried because you said, uh-oh, this is the first change that's going to happen. Wait till all the other changes come. And I'm going to sort of counter that with the fact that Borgata only has 3-2 blackjack and pretty much so every other MGM casino in the country has 6-5 blackjack. It's you know ubiquitous in... Las Vegas. But so for some it, it, explain, reason, explain to folks what that means, Michael. So that means if you if you get blackjack, or if you get twenty one, if you're dealt twenty one while you're playing blackjack, instead of paying uh, getting paid six to five at the Borgata, you're paid three to two. What does that actually mean in terms of uh, how the difference in money that you're making if you get twenty one? It's it's really quite substantial. It's a couple of percentages, uh, percentage points on the on the house edge. So that's something that really drives gamblers crazy because they're giving up a lot to the house. And the game was meant to pay three to two, three units for every two. It was not meant to pay six to five. That's the way blackjack always was. And then they came up with this six to five idea so that the house could make a couple extra percentage points. Because remember blackjack, if it's a good three to three to two game with all the best rules. And by the way, I'm not, I, I happen to really not like blackjack, but I know most people really like it. It's it's a close to a 1% house edge game. It could even be less than 1% house edge if the rules are really good. But 6 to 5 changes all of that because the payout, basically you're losing money on all of your blackjack payouts. And that has been one of the things that has really irked gamblers. And I am just so impressed 
to see that Borgata has kept all 3-2 blackjack. And that's not something that MGM does. So that's sort of telling me, that's telling me that they've thought a little bit about their tables. And when I was walking around, I try to, I try to walk around and look at like, you know, what's going on here with the action? How many tables are open? Like Saturday morning around 3 a.m., I was looking at Baccarat because I know you love Baccarat mm-hmm. too. And, and they had four $40,000 to $20,000 tables, two $200,000 to $20,000 tables. And then in High Limit, they had two $300 to $20,000 tables. That's a significant number of tables open at 3 a.m. Also, what's really impressive at Borgata is for Baccarat, they're allowing you to go to a $20,000 uh, max bet. But was what was even more impressive, though, on Monday night at 11 o'clock, they had approximately 20 blackjack tables open and they had $15, $25, $50, $100, $200 and $500 tables. And the only tables that weren't full, which makes sense, were the $500 tables. Mm. Uh, so that's that's telling me that obviously they're still extremely committed to their table games and they're and they're not making the changes that that MGM is is making at some other properties so perhaps they're sort of letting the management team at Borgata do what should be and this is what I surmise being less about MGM and more about Borgata and running things the way they always have there. Well that's and interesting. That's, yeah, I, I hope that's the case. But then, you know, we had one of the vice presidents from Bally's on and we were talking about craps, and he was telling me they offer they they're offering ten times craps uh, odds at uh, at Bally's, which is extraordinary. I mean, I can't wait to go play there. It's I mean, it sounds uh, sounds like a great uh, opportunity and experience. Although the last couple of times that I've been to Atlantic City, the the folks at Hard Rock have been very nice to me about uh, giving me a comp room. So I feel like if I'm going to bet and lose money, that I should try and lose it. I should try and lose it there because I, I owe it to them. But uh, I will definitely uh, be sure to check out the. Uh, the Baccarat and the Blackjack offerings at the uh, at the Borgata because it is such a beautiful property. There's so much going on. But with two decades in and a lot of newer properties uh, kind of always trying to challenge their supremacy for the gambling market, how, in your view, has Borgata been able to be so successful for so long? I think they've managed to be so successful because they under they understand their they understand their customers. I think they understand also the importance of the casino customers. That's one I mean one great example is they've had one of the best VIP lounges, Amphora, for many, many mm. years. People love that perk. Also, you know, the promotions now, the tie-in the promotions with MGM seem to be pretty strong. You know, one thing that is great about Borgata is I did not get devalued from last year. I played about the same that I regularly do, but I wasn't able to show up three or four months later. And my offers were still pretty much so alive almost a year later, which tells me that they really are trying to get you to come back. Also, there were so many promotions this weekend. I had, you know, between the free bets and the slot tournament that they threw in there and other things, they seem to they seem to be doing a really good a really good job with that. And I think also, especially in these days, people love the idea of being part of a really good national loyalty program like MGM Rewards because then they can get 
comp rooms in Las Vegas. Mm. And that's really, that's really strong. So I think, I think there's, you know, I think there are a number of reasons there, but I also think you've got more, you know, you've got more tables, you know, for table game play players, this is really a Mecca. I don't think there is any casino in Atlantic city that comes close to the number of table games that they have. And, you know, your, our mutual friend, Ed from the 33, uh, football pool who was actually there with his lovely wife actually she's even more lovely than ed is even though i think he's awesome <laughs> uh, <laughs> i said that on purpose because i i want to really get on his wife's ed's, ed's that's really guy. smart uh you know he reminds me largest selection of pie gal poker best crap stealers which i i'm as far as everywhere that i play i haven't played that much at hard rock so i have to be fair there so i have to say i don't really have those data points but i feel that the win the win Las Vegas crap stealers and the Borgata crap stealers are the best crap stealers in the in the country. Wow. Uh it also reminded me about the three two blackjack, you know, best <clears throat> best poker room in town. I mean there's a lot going on. They also have a lot of games like like Spanish twenty one, which aren't there. So obviously they understand this and they have a lot of tables open. And I think I think that makes a difference. Also Borgata has a lot of slot machines, uh, more slot machines than most of the Atlantic City casinos. Yeah, so that's that why my big... mom is such a fan of the Borgata. She likes to go there for the uh, for the slots. She's a, a slots a slots player. So, how did you do overall gambling wise? Uh, gambling wise, uh, for the is it what is this? The gambler uh, I I broke even, which means which you realize code for. I broke even for the weekend means that I that I had a small loss, but it was all pretty good. And I was there for four days and the comps were more than what the loss was. So it great. was really a win. Great. Uh, that's <laughs> great. In terms of how Atlantic City is doing overall, aside from the Borgata, which you've made clear is doing well, uh, brick and mortar wise and uh, their electronic gaming. How are the rest of the Atlantic City casinos faring uh, this year in general and overall? I think that let's see there are you basically have the you have a couple of casinos that are doing really really well and then you have the others that aren't doing really well and at the top of the heap is you know off the top of my head you've got hard rock ocean and borgata which are consistently doing really well and then everybody else is not doing as well and i think you uh, shared with me and we were briefly discussing i think it was q the q2 numbers which also gets very confusing this time of year when you when you have a month like july that's very strong and then they're reporting everything that happened from q2 right and some of the some of the casinos are not are definitely not doing as well as as the other ones so i think that could be a little bit i mean i think that could be a little bit of a concern uh, that's, that's something that, you know, you really have to look at and Bally's, even with all of these improvements, you know, had an operating loss in, in Q2. So that's, uh, that's interesting. Also in Q2, another very interesting number is that the ocean casino had the highest average daily rate for hotel rooms in the second quarter while resorts had the lowest rate. And that's, that's sort of interesting on the revenue, uh, the revenue hotel rates also in the second quarter hard rock had the highest hotel occupancy at over 95%. So definitely hard, hard rock is making some really really impressive moves. How did you uh, end up getting to Atlantic City this trip? This trip is interesting. I American Airlines has started a new this is American Airlines has started a new bus service 
from Philadelphia Airport. So for many different reasons, operational reasons, uh, you know, not having enough pilots, not having enough planes, they've actually decided to start running buses from Philadelphia Airport, which look, it looks just like your regular airline ticket. So I flew in from Charlotte and I had a ticket that said from Charlotte to Philadelphia to Atlantic City. But that final mile from Philadelphia was actually serviced by a bus which departed airside at Philadelphia Airport, which was really interesting. And how did you uh, how did how did you enjoy the whole bus experience? I've been on some buses that were kind of rough, and some eh, you know that were pretty luxurious. It it was fabulous. It was two seats on one side, one seat on the other side. Hmm. Uh, power. It actually had Wi Fi if you needed it. And I just I actually just wrote a quick article on the travel website. God save the points. And it's really a nifty, it's really a nifty service. And it seems to be going, it seems to be going well. So they might, they might increase it. And I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty good. And also like if you check in at an airport, like if you were flying from Charlotte, you could check your bag in Charlotte and it automatically gets transferred to the bus. And when you get off your plane from Charlotte to Philadelphia, you just walk to the other gate where there's a bus. So it's, it's something I, I think it's a I think it's a pretty decent idea. And I know people might be a little bit negative on it, you know, about not flying into Atlantic City Airport, but it's it's providing an easy way to get to Atlantic City Airport, which gets you to Atlantic City. Well, it sounds like it was a great trip. And uh, it sounds like the Borgata is uh, is still the the big, big guy in town to be reckoned with. And uh, by the way, the gaming experience in Atlantic City either anecdotally as a player or statistically as an expert that studies this stuff. And by the way, we've been talking with Michael Traeger, who's with TravelsOrc.com. Check out all the great content that's on there. How do you how do you compare those two cities, Atlantic City and Las Vegas? I know it's a sort of an unfair comparison because it, Las Vegas is so much grander, but um, I'm going to ask you to make the comparison anyway. I like gambling in Atlantic City overall more than in Las Vegas. I think it's it's basically, especially at a game like craps where you want people to know what they're doing. I mean, it's just impressive. You know, you've got people who've been playing the game forever. I opened a $10 table at at Borgata on Monday morning with a friend and the table was full. I think it was around 10 o'clock in the morning and, and the dealers and the players, like everybody knows what they're doing. And it's super impressive. I also was super impressive. I had this guy next to me. I was talking to Seymour who was 90 years old and with a beer and still playing craps, uh, telling me about the Korean war and discussing, you know, his life and everything. And then asking me some questions about some of the new proposition bets, like the all tall small, but I just, I think people are there to gamble and I love that, you know, and that's, and, and it's different than in Las Vegas where sure. people are more so there to party, would you say? Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's different. It's a different kind of, it's, it's a different kind of mix. And also other things at Borgata, which you notice, you know, between like bathroom attendants, clean bathrooms, cocktail service with really nice glassware, uh, clean ashtrays all over the place. I mean, all of those things are, are still happening. But I would say, I mean, Vegas is a party and it's, it's, just a, it's just a little bit different. Also, I like something that's called coffee dice, which means that you get your coffee in the morning at the dice table and you buy in for a small amount, though I don't always buy in for a small amount in the morning and you drink your coffee. And they have at Borgata that you can get espresso over ice. Oh. But the tables are full and there are a lot of people playing. 
Right. Whereas in a lot of other places, there just aren't a lot of people playing early in the morning. So I, I just like having that action. And that's, and honestly, that's probably not just at Borgata. That's at a, at a number of casinos, but it just seems, it just seems like more dice tables are open on a Monday morning at Borgata. Mm. Though, of course, I'd like to qualify that. Sure. Uh, Michael, we're going to have to end it there. It's always a treat uh, talking with you. It seems like uh, there's never enough time for us to chat, uh, but uh, unfortunately our time together has come to an end. I'll look forward to our next conversation. Yes, absolutely. And thank you again for having me on. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you can give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. 